Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with my friend, Suzanne Nunn, and we're talking about helping our kids to discover who God made them to be and their God-given gifts and talents and abilities. And it's so much fun. I love talking about these things because this is life. This is why we do what we do, right? This is why we homeschool. We don't homeschool for the academics. That's part of it. But we really homeschool. If you're a Christian homeschool parent, your goal should always be pointing them to Christ and helping them to discover who God made them to be and why they are here. So we're talking about that this week. It's been a great conversation so far. Before we jump back in, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free. They are a great program. Suzanne, have you tried CTC Math before? I have not. Not yet. I've heard great things. Not yet. (laughs) Suzanne has heard great things. And Suzanne knows a lot about homeschooling. So if Suzanne's heard great things, (laughs) it's got to be great. CTCmath.com. Suzanne, thank you so much for uh, just being with me this week. I'm loving this conversation. Um, I want to ask you, so you mentioned that you have five kids. You've got Mm -hmm. three grown kids. You've got seven grandkids. You've got still two at home. Um, how has your, cause, cause you have a pretty wide range in age. Yeah. How has your approach to parenting and homeschooling changed from your oldest kids to your youngest kids? Oh, <laughs> well, it's changed a lot. And my oldest kids will tell you I'm a better parent now than I was to begin. <laughs> I've learned a little bit along the way. Sure. So, it's those poor older ones, huh? They're always the, the guinea poor, pigs. Yes, they are the <laughs> guinea pigs. But yeah, no, you know, so of course I started out um, not homeschooling at all. Like I said, I taught in public and private education. And really it was because of, you know, my oldest daughter, um, who's the second in line. And she struggled a lot um, with test anxiety. She was a straight A student, but testing threw her out every time. And she was having to retake classes and redo work and, it was all for a test score, you know? And yeah. so that really kills their confidence and they lose sight, you know? And I was an educator trying to work through my understanding about education and what was right and what was good. And, you know, and I have a lot of feelings about what she missed because I felt like her, her shift was um, that lack of confidence in what she was capable of. And it was at that point that I really started investigating um, having, you know, a homeschool full time. Mm-hmm. So, so she started, we started with her and my next youngest daughter, close in age to her with like online um, Florida virtual school. For those who know Florida, we started online um, just to try to help catch up, catch up because that was a thing for my, sure. my mind then. But, um, you know, we were trying to help get her through to that high school point. And so, so many things taught me during those years of high school, especially with her, um, where we were, where we were losing ground with our thought process about education. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was willing to dive completely into homeschooling with my two youngest from the beginning, because I really could see that as much as I had invested in my kids on the sidelines and with homework and teacher, you know, conversations and 
you know, everything, tutors, all of this stuff I had done. And mm-hmm. I felt like we had missed the mark um, there. So I looked at it all and felt like I could do this. I can at least do that <laughs> and yeah. and hopefully pray prayerfully better, you know, than where, where they were. So we shifted to full on um, homeschooling uh, the last two from the beginning. And I, I now have four grandchildren. Interestingly enough, it's that daughter that struggled the most who have been homeschooling from the beginning. She homeschools wow. her four. And then um, my other daughter has started homeschooling her, her son. So, you know, it's, it's really kind of become a, a part of the legacy now that there is that mm-hmm. you can educate your children. You can do this well, and you don't have to depend on somebody else uh, because likely their confidence is going to get knocked out after them somewhere yeah. along the way in somebody else's hands. You know, so we've really brought that education uh, back home. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Um, Talk to me about your relationship with your kids. How, because obviously in order to have influence over them, you have to have a strong bond with them, even as adults. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I really hope that when my kids are out of my home, I can influence them as much as possible when they're living with me. But when they're out of my home, I still want to be able to have influence on them. Um, You know, I don't want to to, you know, still be that helicopter mom and invade all of their privacy and space. But I still want to be the one that they come to and say, Hey mom, you know, at the age of 30, you know, Hey mom, what's your advice on this? Or help me, you know, can you help me with that or help guide me through this part of marriage or parenting? Um, how, how did you build your relationship with your older kids and your younger kids to where you have that influence still in their lives? You know, it's funny. I really think that for me, there was the unconditional love was so important. Um, even if they were in trouble, even if they displeased me, they mm-hmm. knew that I loved them. And I think that we all say that, of course, we love our children. But do we all communicate that to them in an effective way? You know, it's like you don't want your kids walking around saying you love me because you have to. You're my mom. No, right. I love you because I love the person that God is working on here, you know, and you can, you can lay that out for them. So expressing love, showing the love, um, talking to them, always talking to them. But it's interesting that you asked the question or or comment um, about how you want to influence your children, you know, when they're adults and everything. And when my older kids were probably middle and high school age, I was sitting in, in a church service and there was a man that was just, he was filling in that Sunday. He was a pastor that came to fill in. And he was preaching about something that, you know, I don't know, sometimes you hear things and you're like, it's just kind of all a, a haze. It didn't make sense. I wasn't really engaged. But all of a sudden he stopped. And it was like these words that he said stuck and they were there for me. But he said, I spend every day in my prayer time praying that God will leave me here on this earth long enough to influence my children and my grandchildren Mm. and my great grandchildren for his glory Wow! and and for his, his work. And he said, I pray for that every day. And I, and I know that that's a prayer that will honor God. And I stopped and I heard that. And at that point, before I had any grandchildren or in-laws, you know, I was praying that prayer. And I thought that's so important Mm. because I don't want what I'm doing with my kids now to stop with my kids now, you know, and all of us have gone through our early twenties and 
we know we don't grow up yet until we're, right. <laughs> you know, a little bit older. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you're going to have kids like, like when I was 20 and had a kid and oh no, what's going to happen? I need to be there for that, you know? Yeah. And I just wanted to have relationships so that they could talk to me about yeah. them. And there was no judgment if they thought differently than me or if there was, you know, so, I mean, with one of my daughters, like I said, that's homeschooling all four of hers, I've had so many conversations with her about how does it look if I put my kids in school? Should I send them to a public school? Should I send them to a private school? What about Montessori school, mom? What about, and all of the time, of course, in the back of my head, I'm like, just homeschool the kids. Right. <laughs> you know, that's the best plan. But, but you have to listen to them and yeah. you have to give them the space to work it out. And so yeah. I think respecting that and mm-hmm. then knowing that ultimately you love them and, and that you want to help them, not harm them, they'll listen, you know, and they'll yeah. come back to that. But communication, that communication is just so is the key. Mm-hmm. Yep. We keep hearing that over and over again. It over certainly over. is. Let's take a quick break. We will be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Suzanne. Um, We have a few minutes left. And in these last few minutes, I want to talk about um, something that I have had the great privilege of talking to many of our guests about. um, And this is about state organizations and state uh, being a state leader. um, It has been such an honor and a privilege for Garrett and I and our family to be able to meet so many of you state leaders across the nation. Um, If if our audience doesn't know and hasn't heard us talk about this, maybe you're new to the podcast, state organizations are nationwide. Many states, most states have a Christian state homeschool organization. And those organizations are there to help you. They're there to support you. They're there to watch legislation and, and fight for your freedom to continue homeschooling. They know what's going on, you know, all over the the nation, but really in your state, they're really honing in on that. And um, they're really important organizations and we need to be supportive of each of our individual state organizations, but we also need to know why they exist. And so um, Suzanne, you mentioned, I think in the first episode that you are the chairman of the board. 
Isn't yeah. that it? Um, that I, I always think of monopoly when I hear that, because isn't that one of the little monopoly cards, like the chairman of the board, you oh, know, no. does something, I don't know, is going <laughs> to gift that. you with a hundred dollars or something. I don't yeah. know. Well, so Suzanne's not going to gift every one of us with a hundred dollars, yeah. but she would <laughs> if she could, I'm sure. <laughs> but you're the chairman of the board um, for mm-hmm. FPEA, which is the Florida Parent Educators Association, mm-hmm. um, and then also director of events. So you, this, this event is your baby along with a huge team that you have, of course, that's putting on this Florida homeschool convention coming up at the end of May. Um, I want to talk first about why you got involved in your state organization and what, I mean, what's the purpose of your organization? Yeah, sure. So I went to the convention that we have in Orlando and was just so touched by all of the opportunity that was there, you know, and you can see that one of the main goals of FPEA when you go to the convention is to help educate and equip parents um, to understand how to homeschool, but also to really encourage them. And so I got all of that from the convention. I served um, in our local homeschool group on the board there and, and always was, you know, willing to lead and do things. And I saw that there was a space available and never had any sights on being, you know, the chairman or going any higher than that, but really just wanted to be there to help that convention mm-hmm. function because I was it was so good. And at that point in time, it was really the main event that that FPEA had. It was the, yeah. the thing. So that was how I got involved and why I started. And then, um, you know, through the course of a couple of years, um, ended up as chairman of the board, which is has just been a blessing um, because this organization is over 30 years old um, and it was good and strong before me, but you know, it's a blessing and it's humbling to think, okay, I've got an opportunity to, to continue this um, and bring, bring good, you know, to this next generation of homeschooling families. And so that's been great. It's been a challenge. And then um, we, a couple of years ago started implementing other events so we have events probably eight months out of the year that are you know ways for our um fpa and homeschooling community to connect you don't Mm -hmm. even have to necessarily be a member of fpa to connect with us and do these different events so you know seeing that the, the community has expanded to what it is part of our mission now is just to take that community and connect with them everywhere that we can Mm -hmm. um, so that we can continue to encourage them and equip them. But a huge part of what we do and have done from the very beginning, FPA was formed for the purpose of um, getting the right to legally homeschool in Florida. And we had a lobbyist that came from this group of families and they were like, you know, let's lobby here and let's have a support group here. And FPEA was the support group that kind of blew up. And, you know, the lobbyist is still the lobbyist working with us today to protect homeschooling freedoms in Florida. So when you join a state organization, that's what you're joining for. I mean, none of it matters if we don't have the right to homeschool legally in our state. So, you know, that's huge. And we've we've recognized that and uh, spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for that purpose over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incredible ministry 
that you have and that so many others have in states all across the nation. And there are some states that don't have homeschool organizations, um, Mm -hmm. but they'll kind of piggyback onto another state, you know, neighboring state um, who can help them as well and and, uh, bring that encouragement. But it is so important, you guys, to be involved in your state organization, whether you're a member, whether you are, you know, just a prayer warrior for them, you know, pray for these people Mm -hmm. who are really on the front lines of this battle, because there are people, if, if you haven't seen the movie, um, Schoolhouse Rocked. You've got to watch the movie because we talk about the history of homeschooling and how it took it took years of a fight in many states to win the freedom to homeschool. And most parents, uh, the majority of parents who homeschool today, have no idea that until what was it, nineteen ninety three, I think, mm-hmm. or nine, I think it was ninety three, um, that it was even legal in all fifty states to homeschool. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, it wasn't. I mean, that you know, Zan Tyler talks about how she was threatened with jail time yeah. for wanting to homeschool her her kids. And I mean, it's just incredible what these homeschool pioneers went through. And that we get to enjoy the benefits of the fight that they fought for us mm-hmm. to be able to homeschool our kids today. Um, and it's a big deal. It's, it, it, it's a really big deal. I mean, let that just set in for a minute. Imagine if we didn't have the freedom to homeschool our kids. Imagine there's lots of countries. Germany, you know, is one. In mm-hmm. Germany, they can't homeschool their kids. They have no right. option but to put their kids in a public or private school. Um, right but we have the freedom to do this and praise God for that because, you know, we, we still are land of the free in some ways because Mm -hmm. of many of the brave. And, um, and so we are so, um, incredibly grateful, Suzanne, for the work that you and your team put into, um, the work that you do. It's an honor to be able to be a part of it. And I think people, have realized over the last couple of years that, you know, the freedoms that we take for granted, you know, we might have to pay more attention to. And it's very important for us to pass the torch to our children. You know, they need to know why it's important to continue to, to fight for that freedom and to continue to support a state organization. And, you know, we homeschool in so many different ways Mm -hmm. and there's so many different communities that we can connect with and I encourage that. I, we have so many different people at our convention that represent different methods of homeschooling, approaches to homeschooling, and communities that you can, you know, be a part of. Yeah. But regardless of how you homeschool or where you homeschool, just financially becoming a member of your state organization and supporting the work that they're doing for the legislative yep. um, side of your yeah. of your state. That's huge. And that's so needed, you know, and that's, I always encourage people to join. Yeah. For those yes. reasons. So. Yeah, for sure. And another way to support your um, state organization is to go to their conferences. If your state yep. has a convention like FPEA, this is the one that's coming up May 26th through the 28th. Um, I will be there. My whole family will be mm-hmm. there. I'll be speaking at that event. Um, and there are so many good speakers. If you guys go to the website and we'll put a link to it, of course, um, mm-hmm. in the show notes, but go to their website, check out their um, speakers go to this convention. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you go and by going, you are supporting your state organization. So it's, it's fun because you get the encouragement, you get the resources, you get to talk to other homeschoolers, you get to talk to the vendors, you get to, you know, if you go to FPEA, you're going to get to watch the movie, the whole movie, Schoolhouse Rocked, it's going to be playing um, uh, Friday and Saturday, both um, throughout the day. So you'll get to watch the movie. Um, So that's a benefit of course, but, um, 
it is a good way to support your organization because a lot of states, this is how they bring in funds to continue doing what they do. So, yeah, that's a huge effort. And I would suggest to look beyond the speakers and the workshops because I know at our convention, there are so many other things. There are great programs for teenagers yep. and kids and, you know, family Leaders. nights, things that are just really good. So many people have the mindset that it's funny to me because I've been doing it for so long that, oh, only parents should go. And can you bring your kids? And I'm like, oh, um, yeah. yes, <laughs> the kids love the convention. So, you know, I am always just encouraging you to go, go beyond just skimming it and see what's really there yep. because there's a lot of opportunity. Yes. Yep. Yep. And as we've talked about before, if your husband is willing to go, take him with you, take the whole family. Um, if not, a lot of moms just like to go with their girlfriends and their mama friends and go and have a weekend away, uh, which is another amazing um, blessing is to just have some mom time and encourage yeah. one another, pray for one another. And uh, so it's such a fun event. So Suzanne, thank you for your thank time you. this week. Yeah, well, absolutely. Thank you. Of course, it is my pleasure to have you on. And thank you guys for watching and listening this week. It is such a blessing to be part of your life. I, I continue to get messages um, from people who listen to the podcast or watch it on YouTube and just the impact that it's having on you. And I'm so grateful for that. It's what keeps us doing what we do. So thank you for your continued encouragement. If you have not left a review for the podcast, please do so wherever you listen to this podcast and let others know why you listen and what... Um, what about it blesses you um, and leave a five-star review um, if it is a five-star podcast to you, which hopefully it is or else you wouldn't be listening. So have a great rest of your week. We will be back with you on Monday with another fantastic guest. See you then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.